goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is Tuesday here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Personally here for Rush Hour. Glad you are along for the ride. 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you want to be part of today's program. 800-848-9Q22. And we have stories um, up the wazoo. Uh, so many, so much news. There is something that I think spells um, the potential to turn ugly, and I'm, I hope it doesn't, and you've probably been hearing about that. That is this call that the New York Police Department has uh, asked for ed- elevated vigilance uh, during tomorrow's expected yearly annual Christmas lighting uh, ceremony over at the Rockefeller Center, the tree lighting. A pro-Palestinian group has sent out a, a propaganda warning asking people, and this is the same group that has organized some of these protests, that some of them have been very ugly already and have been aimed against commuters and other people just trying to go about their daily business in New York. And they have called for, uh, I don't know, uh, to flood the event. And their stance is that people shouldn't be celebrating Christmas this year because of what's going on in Israel and the Gaza. Police have warned elevated vigilance is necessary during this year's Christmas tree lighting ceremony, Rockefeller Center, internal New York Police Department memo that the New York Post obtained. The memo says there are no specific or credible threats targeting the world-renowned annual event usually draws tens of thousands of people into the Midtown area, but the threat elevation notice points out that mass gatherings and high-profile events such as this ceremony uh, could be easy target for malicious actors. Now, uh, since the bloody October 7th attack launched by Hamas, A variety of foreign terrorist organizations have persistently called for broad actions on U.S. interests. That is in the memo. While propaganda alone isn't a reliable cause for alarm, those incitements may resonate with U.S.-based homegrown violent extremists. Violent extremists? Maybe they ought to be looking at that high school over in Queens. We'll talk about that and mobilize some to action. The notice came just as the Palestinian-led community organization within our lifetime, responsible for several other recent demonstrations in the city, announced its plans to disrupt the tree-lighting festivals, and that is what they want to do, to disrupt it. The organization encouraged its supporters to flood the tree lighting for Gaza. Flood the Christmas tree lighting. 
for Gaza. They note that the ceremony this year falls on the UN-recognized International Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian people. The UN-recognized. Oh. And then there are these days. I don't want to go on a tangent just yet, but today's also some day for nonprofits. It's the day. I never hear of these days. And all of a sudden, my email box gets flooded. Today's the day for giving. And then you got a hundred people with their hands out today asking you to give to their nonprofit, that nonprofit, because today's the give, the day of giving. I don't even remember the day of giving ever being on a holiday schedule. When did this happen? Not that I mind giving and not the people. I just don't like being told. It's a day of giving. So here, give. You give because it's in your heart to give, not because somebody's trying to market you into giving. All right, that aside. Now, with the organization, this organization within our lifetime is saying this year Jerusalem's 13 official churches and the Bethlehem municipality municipality itself has called to suspend Christmas celebrations in mourning for the ongoing genocide in Gaza. I'm sure that's not what the churches are saying. But that's what this group claims they are saying on an Instagram post. Join interfaith groups as we honor the call from Christians in Palestine to spend this holiday season standing against the genocide of Palestinians being carried out in our name with our tax dollars. That's what they are saying. And so they have this poster out, Flood the Tree Lighting for Gaza, Federal Rockefeller Center, Wednesday, November 29th, 6 p.m. rally. Bring your flags, signs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Priest of Palestine call for mobilization, not celebration. Um, This is America. And we celebrate the holiday season. We celebrate Christmas in America. And you know what? There are a lot of people that are just sick of everything that we do here trying to turn into some political cause for whatever reason. It's okay to celebrate Christmas. And this should, I hope this doesn't get ugly. I hope that these people do not go through with this plan to disrupt the tree lighting ceremony. They should know better. And this should not be allowed to happen. The police should keep these demonstrators far away from those people who come and who want to come to just do what we do every year in America and in New York, which is to watch the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center be lit. For goodness sakes, give people a day without trying to demand that they bend for your political needs. It's absurd. Everything has to be turned into a cause. Let people celebrate the holidays. Let people celebrate their religious holiday. Whether you agree with their religious holiday or not, let them do what they've done for decades and decades. Light the tree in peace. Now, I've been following the story. I haven't talked about it much because I don't really know what to say about it, except it's beyond disgraceful. And it's beyond disgraceful because 
I I had some friends that went to this high school. We were, I always thought it was one of the yuppity high schools in Queens. I went to Jackson. I didn't go to Hillcrest. I didn't go to Springfield Gardens. I didn't go to, you know, some of the other schools, IS-59, whatever that was. No, that was an intermediate school. Or Cardozo or some of the other high schools. I went to Jackson, okay? But Hillcrest, I had some friends that went to Hillcrest High. Even back then, I was like, yeah, this school's kind of yuppity. Hillcrest is bordering right up near Jamaica Estates. That's the neighborhood. It's right up near Jamaica Estates. Now, Jamaica Estates, where Don, the Donald used to live and his crew back in the day when they were still in Queens, Jamaica Estates was always the kind of well-off, one of the well-off sections in Queens, very well-off, right? So this high school, though, if you saw the pictures, and that's what people are not going to talk about because they don't want to say the obvious, when you saw this mob scene, that was in the school threatening these Jewish teachers, threatening them. So that happened last week. There was an anti-Israeli student riot at Hillcrest. And some of the teachers there don't feel safe, and I don't blame them going to work. 500 apparently students. 500 in the hallway rioting with this with this same sort of fervor that these people are asking to, for to disrupt the tree lighting ceremony so yesterday city uh, schools chancellor david banks rushed out to hillcrest high school He wouldn't say exactly what kind of punishment the ringleaders of the hate-filled mayhem are going to face, but he did say that some students had been suspended and that the teacher who was targeted, and there was a teacher who was targeted because she dared attend a pro-Israel demonstration. He said she's going to return to work. This poor woman was barricaded. This woman had to hide. She was scared for her life these students riding in the school, in a New York City high school. The school chancellor says there was disciplinary action that was taken. We don't share the names of students. Students who were responsible for creating this, we have invoked a set of disciplinary measures in that regard. You notice that there's always secrecy around exactly what happens. There's no secrecy when these kids riot. There's no secrecy for the mayhem that these little terrorists in training, apparently some of them, and if that's a little bit harsh, I apologize, but there's there's no secrecy with what they do. They can go out and basically scare these teachers to death, make these teachers think that they're about to be killed in a public school in New York. And, oh, we can see that. But when it comes to the discipline, oh, no, we can't tell you what discipline we imposed on the poor little darlings because it might hurt their little feelings. We can't say we have to respect their rights, their privacy. The chancellor also said that the school had been placed under lockdown two days after the anti-Semitic rioting when a student told administrators 
hey, we're going to riot again unless you get this pro-Israel teacher out of here. This is a New York City taxpayer-funded high school. There are teachers who told the chancellor they don't feel safe at that school. One teacher who is from Israel said he's too afraid. He can't reveal the fact that he's from Israel. His family's telling him to stay home, not to go to this school. There are some students also who are worried. There was a poster for a rally that's supposed to be held on Thursday. Hundreds of students at Hillcrest High School in Queens forced a Jewish teacher to lock herself inside her classroom. And yet, we can't know, we the taxpayers, you're not supposed to find out, oh, well, we can't tell you who these little darlings, who these little angels, what their names are. These little anti-Semite students, we can't tell you what kind of punishment we afforded them. Only thing we can tell you is that they successfully scared the teachers in that school after death. The priorities in this country are, I am telling you, we are, we are so far swirling the spiral downward. These kids need to be made an example of. Suspended, they need to be expelled permanently from that school. And that's just for starters. There need to be criminal charges brought against these for menacing, for rioting. But, of course, Democrats don't believe in actually pressing charges for rioting. Hell, you can burn down the city of Portland. You can throw bombs at federal buildings and all kind of incendiaries. You can let these conditions go on like they did in Seattle for months and months at a time. And the protesters, no. What do the Democrats do with protesters? They reward them. If police arrest them, then they go to court and they say, oh, oh, they hurt us. They hurt us when they were arresting us. And then the city hands over money to the very people that are responsible for rioting and creating mayhem. They don't punish them, they reward them. They were caused to close down this school. Just close it. Close Hillcrest. But here's the question everybody needs to be asking themselves. How do you get 500 or more anti-Semitic rioting students in one location? What is it with these kids, these young adults, In two years or less, one year, some of them will be actually going to the polls and voting. How do you get a collection of anti-Semite haters that think it's okay to riot and attack Jewish teachers in a New York City? How do you get that? You get it because they call the school radicalized? Who radicalized them? When you fill schools up with these liberals, these insane, political, ideologically driven liberals who teach kids that America is the source of all evil, that Jews are horrible people, and that everyone is oppressed except for the ones that they say aren't oppressed, 
that victimhood is normal and they're victims of oppressive, of oppressive societies. When you teach all that liberal clap trap and the world is ending because people are driving around in their cars and, and, and everything else that liberals have been pummeling American youth with for the last 40 years. This is how you end up with radical schools where these kids think it's okay to riot, to threaten their teachers, and to basically threaten their teachers with death because they happen to be Jewish. Yeah, you know, today marks one of the, um, it's an anniversary of one of the last concerts that John Lennon did, one of his final concert appearances. He joined Elton John at Madison Square in New York, and John Lennon performed three songs, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. I saw her standing there in this one, Lucy in the Sky. That was 1974. James Golden, I with you here on WABC. Your call is coming up to 800-848-WABC. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter make this a summer to share and save with a capable kia suv or powerful sedan see your local kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more kia movement that inspires call 800-334-KIA for details always drive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824 the rush hour is on the air Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh yeah, this is the Sandals commercial theme. This is where the woman runs around with the bikini on that beautiful beach and, and then they, yeah. And you can come down and have the time of your life with a beautiful woman in a bikini who's just got the most perfect body. And don't you look great, too? But actually, the song was from Dirty Dancing. Jennifer Warner is 1987. And it went to number one on this day in 1987. I never heard this part of the song. Because I didn't like this song that much, so I never listened to it. But I just remember from the TV commercials. And I saw Dirty Dancing, too. I had a girlfriend that made me watch that. She was crazy about Patrick, what's his name? Swayze. <laughs> yeah, him. You know, the last thing I want to do is sit up and watch a freaking movie about dancing. Okay, I don't do musicals, and I don't do dancing movies. If you don't, if, if you didn't like the song that much, why did you highlight it on the sheet? <laughs> because it went to number one. 
And because I said, oh, this is the Sandals song. Well, I like it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. And you probably will be down there in Sandals if they still even... Are they still around? I don't know. Um, my daughter texted me during the break. Hey, that's my high school you're talking about. Yeah! Radicals, huh? Parents never know what's going on in these schools. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that was the time of our life. It's over. You can... Yeah, yeah, thanks. Time of my life. Okay, Democrat senators went over to Israel so that they could have a talk with the IDF. I tell you, these these Dem- they have a lot of nerve. Boy, these Democrats have a lot of nerve. Listen to this: the Hawaiian senator Brian Chats. They had a meeting with the Israeli Defense Forces. Listen to what he said. We, meaning there was about how many of them? A number of, that's what it says. Daily BS has a story. A number of Democrat lawmakers met with Israeli Defense Forces on Monday to discuss the ongoing counteroffensive in the Gaza Strip. Here is what Democrat Senator Brian Schatz from Hawaii said. We just want to be assured that they, the IDF, are abiding by American values as they try to dismantle Hamas. And we all conveyed that collectively and clearly. I do believe they heard us, but obviously we have a long way to go. Let me tell you something, Hawaii Senator Brian Schatz, Democrat, I hope that the Israeli defense does not have your values. Because you Democrats in America, your values are to let the criminals roam the streets. Your values are to disobey the law every chance you get with laws you don't like. To open the borders. To let all kind of drugs pour in to basically kiss the asses of the criminals. Those are your values. I hope that the Israeli Defense Forces don't have your values, that they actually take care of business here. We hope they have American. They are Israeli. They are not American. They don't have to have your values. They should value keeping their nation afloat and making sure that these terrorists never do it again. Those are the values that they need to have. How dare you go over there and lecture them? You need to have our values. I'm about to say some bad words here. I better cool it. And then you have Mr. Stolen Valor up in Connecticut, this Richard Blumenthal. There were tough questions and very strong answers. And I, I think generally our Israeli friends did some substantial good in explaining the challenges of conducting this war against Hamas and dismantling Hamas as a terrorist organization. And there was no question about solidarity and support of of Israel, even if, even if there were some critical comments. So here's that what that means. They went over there and started lecturing the Israeli defense forces about how they're conducting the war. 
These Democrats the, and Bernie Sanders. Whoa. Bernie Sanders. Part of the bunch over there. I think it's important that this conversation happens, and it's not just me. I do not support simply giving $14 billion to Israel without any conditions at all. Well, you give billions of dollars to Ukraine without any question? I, I have to cool down, folks, because I'm about to lose my mind. How dare these Democrats go over there in wartime and start lecturing the Israelis. We got to check in with traffic. Oh, I said we have to check in with traffic now. And, oh, this is nice calming music. In 1960, my friends, Elvis Presley started a six-week run at number one. On the American Singles Charts with this one. It was his third number one hit of the year. And on that happy note, my friends, let's check in. I'll regain my composure during the break. I hope. To a bright summer day. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. And I will always love you. I will always love you. Whitney Houston is at number one. We could do this for the next 14 weeks. Because that's how long this song stayed. At number one, taken from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Written, of course, by Dolly Parton, who rocked the house down there at Jerry World on Thanksgiving Day with her Dolly Parton in her 70s. With her Dallas Cowboy Cheer girl outfit. Slamming. Yes, we have some news. Uh, we're going to get to your calls. Uh, we have people on home. I want to get some calls before we have to check in with Lou Dobbs. So let me just go through some quick headlines, and I'm going to put some of these stories aside. I will put them aside until our Saturday morning radio extravaganza when I will go into these stories in detail. I'm putting aside the Saturday stack now. Here is one from the Daily Mail today. United Nations set to call on Americans... That would be you, well, some of you, to stop eating meat in an effort to tackle climate change, despite the fact that your eating meat only makes up 1.4% of global emissions. 
But the UN, your the United Nations, United Nations is going to tell you Americans got to stop eating that meat, especially that beef. And there's another story, also in the Daily Mail today. Would you order one? Scientists claim we should rename vegan burgers. We should re- we should call them juicy American burgers to make them more appealing to meat lovers. Apparently, many of you who like that meat, you like that meat. Many of you um, don't like the name vegan burgers, and you would just be fooled into eating them if they just call themselves something like juicy American burgers. So we'll talk about the meat on Saturday. Oh, yeah, there's a story. I'll put this aside, too. A suspect has been nabbed two weeks after he fatally shot somebody at a Harlem smoke shop, and I was confused because... I, there's a picture of this place, and it's like gourmet and organic. I'm like, what kind of store is this? Oh, wait a minute. A smoke shop? Oh, gourmet and organic weed. Organic weed? Really? And how do you verify that? Never mind. Putting this one aside as well, the CIA secret office has conducted... UFO retrieval missions on at least nine crash sites around the world. A whistleblower from the CIA has revealed. Yeah. So this business at Area 50, whatever it is, it goes longer than that. We already have, excuse me, we already have stories in the Saturday stack already, one from yesterday. We're going to push out till Saturday. Uh, Commenters expressed sympathy for women filmed admitting to Georgia Beach masturbation to cops on body cam and slam officers that arrested her. We'll get to that on Saturday. Yeah, she was doing that on the beach. She had help from a device. Um, That's as much as I will. Yeah. New York corrections officer arrested after allegedly forcing inmate to perform sexual act. We'll push that one out too. Saturday. We'll get there. There's a story uh, in today's Daily BS. Blue State Court releases illegal immigrant charged with assault and rape. This happened up in Massachusetts. He's one of the uh, immigrants from Guatemala. He had been arrested November 15th. He defied a federal detainer. He's here illegally. Guess what they did up in Massachusetts? Charged with assault, charged with rape. They let him go. They let him walk. Okay. <clears throat> There's another one from the Daily BS2. Cartels are now shifting. There's bigger profits in smuggling humans than there is smuggling drugs. I guess it's safer with the open borders. So some of the cartels are now moving their drug operations. Ah, you know, never mind the drugs, a little bit risky there. Let's just smuggle the humans into America. There's no border there we have to worry about. Let's just smuggle the humans in. So they're shifting focus to smuggle human beings in across our border rather than drugs. Another story I'll move till Saturday. Google Maps has removed a D.C. pregnancy center from their map, and they, 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 they gave people that were looking for it choices of a Planned Parenthood center. So there's a pregnancy center to help women through their pregnancy, somebody at Google didn't like it. That's considered right wing, you see. 
So they took that off the map so people couldn't find it. People looking for it then were steered into a Planned Parenthood abortion center. Google got called on it. I'll uh, have this story. <sighs> yes. Big case at the Supreme Court. Supreme Court to consider quadrillion-dollar question in major tax case. This one gets a little deep in the woods. It's whether the government can tax unrealized gains like your stocks, your bonds. That case is coming up. This could be monumental for all of you who have those sorts of investments. Another story today, and this one I believe was in the post of the Daily News 1, uh, New York City in the throes of a dual real estate predicament. They're now bringing in architects in a lot of places to start turning office. I sneezed. I kept it to myself. I have a little bit of a cold. To us, to uh, move some office housing into apartments. That's moving full steam ahead. Let's get to some phone calls. Let us start in uh, with Milner and Milner Place. Is it George? George, you're up first on WABC. How are you, George? I'm great. Uh, I have a bunch of kids. Two of my children who I'm most proud of are teachers. I'm not Jewish. I'm white, just to put it out there. My one daughter teaches on Hillside Avenue in the 170s, a uh, public school there. You may have gone there as a kid. I don't know. I don't want to say the exact location. Her kids, she watches after them. She loves them. She could have transferred, but she feels she needs to try to help them. But in all candor, very few of them will go to college. Where my son teaches up the road in a charter school, and his kids, minorities, they do okay. They mostly all graduate high school. I think that the Democrats and the unions, they're subjecting generation after generation of black kids to, a, to a poverty by not allowing school choice and not trying to fix the schools. I really believe that, and it's really sad. I don't know how they put their heads on their pillow at night. Mo grew in the city, and the one who used to be the uh, head of the teachers union was now nationally. They are subjecting, in my opinion, generations of black children to poor education, poor jobs, and, and, and just basically poverty. That's all I have to say. And you said a lot, because you're absolutely right. Look, and this is not just New York City. You look at Baltimore. We... We talk about this case a lot. 2,000 students, not one of them can pass math. Not one can pass grade-level math in high school. This is, re- this, is, this is beyond criminal. You talk about child abuse, they are subjecting entire generations, large swaths of generations of kids to a life of poverty and to a life of victimhood because they're always feeling it's someone else's fault that I'm not achieving. You can't even read. You can't write. You can't function in society as an adult. But it's somebody else's fault? School choice is just one answer. The real answer has to start in the homes. And that's where it really starts, and that's where a lot of this problem is. But this is what the Democrats have done. And you go every single blue city, it's the same thing. And then you get what's happening up at Hillcrest which is ridiculous. They need to shut that school down. Shut it down is right. Jerry, in South Carolina, you're up next. 
Hey, Mrs. Nerdley, I was uh, calling about the Rockefeller Center tree uh, ceremony. Uh, you know, when, when Obama said fundamental transformation, I think this is what he meant. This is only the beginning. So that's just my opinion. Well, I'm telling you something. This, to me, is a dangerous thing that they're calling for, to disrupt Christmas celebrations in New York. I think it's dangerous. I think it's I, – I, I would hope that they would reconsider. It's dangerous. We'll just have to see how this plays out tomorrow. Tom Woodbridge, don't sell books. How are you, Tom? Uh, doing well, thank you. Uh, just wanted to comment briefly with regard to <clears throat> law enforcement. Uh, you know, there's an increasing pressure on law enforcement agencies. I mean, this was always their role, but there's an increasing pressure to focus on people, not for forensic reasons, but for, for political ones. Now, I've mentioned this case before. I want you to look it up, okay? It was Gonzalez versus Castle Rock, Supreme Court, 2015, all right? The Supreme Court ruled in favor of the police department when Gonzalez, she was somebody who had an order of protection against a maniac who killed three of her children, or broke the order of protection and murdered her kids. She sued the, depart- the police department for not protecting her. And the Supreme Court, incredibly, sided with the police department and said that they do not have a specific obligation to protect I remember you bringing up this case, and I remember the case, yes. Yes, yes. So what is my point? My point is this. There's a reason why there's a Second Amendment. It's twofold. Number one, to protect your person, your property, and your family from the increasing number of criminals in our deteriorating society, and moreover, the need for the patriot to have weapons to protect his country, his fellow citizens, and his freedom from a tyrannical government. That's the reason why we have a Second Amendment. Now, Now, Tom, for a change, I have nothing critical to say about what you said. I couldn't agree with you more on both points, and i got to run. It's time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs. Thank you. Great points. Birthday today, Randy Newman. Songwriter, singer, mama told me not to come, short people. And he has worked on so many films, Ragtime, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters Incorporated, Cars, Toy Story 3, Monsters University, Randy Newman. Paul McCartney once called him one of the greatest songwriters alive. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. Coming back, more of your calls on Buzz Nerdly's Rush Hour. Don't go away. You got a friend in me. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Buzz Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So he wrote this song in the late 50s. It was a big hit. For Jackie Wilson, he took the profits that he made from this and other songs that he wrote and started his own producing and eventually his own record company. Today's the birthday of Barry Gordy, founder of Motown Records. He and his sister wrote that song, by the way. 
And over the next decade, he signed the Supremes, Marvin Gaye. The Temptation. The Four Tops. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Stevie Wonder. And the Jackson Five. Among others, Rick James, DeBarge, so many others. On Motown Record became the most successful black-owned business in the world. During its height. Barry Gordy born 1929 on this day. Happy birthday, Mr. Gordy. Let's head back. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, presents Rapid Phones. Two of the phones. Mordecai in Central New Jersey, you are up next. Uh, Mr. Bo Snurley, I know it's rapid, so I'll make it quick. Um, two things. Number one, um, at my old school in New Jersey, Montclair State, there was a Muslim student who killed himself. And um, no foul play. They did a whole investigation. But... The um, the Arab students of the school still made a gigantic rumor and it traveled over the nation that the Jewish students were responsible for it. Um, and uh, the organizations had to say, nope, the police has found no evidence of foul play. And they still say it, though. Um, but number two, they love to say that it's a genocide going on in Israel. And aside from the three other genocides in uh, Darfur and China and uh, uh, Myanmar, where Way, way, way more Muslims are dying, and it's actual genocide. The Palestinian population has grown 500%, five times they've grown in the population size in Gaza and the Palestinian territories. Now, Hamas, their stated goal, they have written it on paper and said it multiple times, their stated goal is Israel will continue to exist until Islam obliterates it, and we will fight the Jews until the Jews hide behind rocks and trees and the rocks yell out, oh, Muslim, oh, Muslim, there's a Jew hiding behind me. Come kill him. They have stated that those are their goals. So who's, who's talking about genocide here? If Israel wanted to, they would have wiped them out ages ago. So who's talking about genocide? And, and the two million Arabs who are citizens of Israel, give me a break. You know what I mean? I do, sir. And I thank you, Mordecai, for your call. Thank you so much. I know exactly what you mean. Bonnie in Westchester, very quickly, because time is running out. Hi, Bo. I wanted to say quickly that what Mayor Adams should have done this morning was sent the National Guard in there to clean house on all of those agitators in that school, because that is unacceptable to riot in a school that way. You want to protest, you protest on the street. Those are your rights. But you don't carry on like that in a school threatening somebody's life. Okay? And the way you eradicate them is all these high school kids doing that. Okay? When it's time to go to college, guess what? 
you withhold and you pull federal and state student loans so that they don't have the money to go to college. And then further, you pull that in New York City, then you deny them a job. You deny them Thank a you. job. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. We got to go. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back tomorrow for Wednesday's Most Nearly Rush Hour. Until then, bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.